Hi, this is Tom Field, Editorial Director with Information Security Media Group. We're talking today with George Tubin, Senior Research Director with the Tower Group, and we're discussing a new 2009 survey that identifies the top 10 business drivers in retail banking. George, I really appreciate you taking time to share your insight with me today. Oh, my pleasure. So the survey has just come out. Could you just describe for us what some of the highlights are from this new research? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, every year, Tower Group does uh, this this type of study to look at what the important business drivers and, and strategic implications are going to be uh, for the upcoming year. Uh, you know, the, this year, may, <laughs> in a way, may have been a little bit easier for us, um, unfortunately, because of the, the current economic crisis and, and how it's going to have a massive impact on what financial institutions are going to be doing into the year 2009. And I, I guess at a, a very high-level summary, um, 2009 is going to be all about uh, capital conservation, so n- not uh, putting out big capital-intensive projects, cutting costs wherever uh, the institution can. Um, and then it's going to be a lot about deposit gathering um, because retail consumer or consumer deposits is still extremely important to the retail bank and maybe even more important than ever um, because of uh, you know, less access to credit. Um, so consumers are going to con- continue to focus on keeping the customers they have uh, and, and keeping them happy, as well as trying to attract new customers and new deposits. Um, of course, you know things like uh, regulatory changes, which we all expect, is something that's on top of mind of financial institutions. But we're still a little bit early to know what the impact is going to be and, and, and what the regulators are going to expect. And frankly, I think the regulators are still trying to figure out what, what you know what the regulators are going to do. Um, and then, you know, the, the thing that your readers are probably most interested in, or your listeners are most interested in, is, is around uh, you know information security and fraud uh, protection. And, and that's something that is going to continue to be top of mind because even though we're in an economic crisis, uh, criminals don't really care about that. In fact. They'll look to exploit that any way they can. So uh, financial institutions are going to continue to spend, uh, continue to put, and continue to put resources in uh, the area of uh, information security, fraud uh, prevention, and, and uh, regulatory compliance. Now, I know we all go into surveys like these with hypotheses and expectations. Based on your expectations from past surveys, were there any surprises in the results you got this year? There, not. Really, only because you know, we, we were becoming aware of, of the economic crisis, you know, as we were doing the survey. So it, it, it went in the direction that, that we expected. You know, some of the interesting um, things that we found are that, um, although it, it, you know, some of us expected a cost across the board, cost cuts um, within financial institutions, but we found that. There are a a pocket of financial institutions that are extremely affected by the economic crisis, and there are those that are marginally affected, and there are those that feel that they're not um, very very affected at all, except for the fact that they're operating in in this changed market. But depending upon their exposure to the instruments that that help cause this decline, um, different institutions are, are, are definitely in different places. And, and some are, are severely suffering and, and may, you know, completely disappear as a brand, um, you know, through acquisition or through failure, uh, you know, more like through acquisition because we don't let banks fail. Um, 
and others are, are going to continue to to move along and, and do pretty well. But you know, I, I think we're certainly going to see some more uh, consolidation happening in the market. Did you detect a difference between the results you got or the the implications on the so-called Wall Street institutions versus the Main Street? Yes, uh, you know, and, and you can see this, you know, in, in in the press is some of the some of the larger institutions. You, know, you look at where, where what's happened to City, um, you know, as well as you know Wachovia and and, and Wamu and and you know they, these these huge institutions that. Work that, that that dealt a lot more in, in the sophisticated uh, products that you know that helped sort of cause this demise, end up getting uh, you know the most affected by it, and a lot of the you know the smaller mid-sized banks that you know aren't as directly as uh, directly affected you know those that weren't heavy in, in, into mortgage or or some of the derivative products, but um, you know, so you find that most of them, you know, the, the majority of them weren't extremely effective. I mean, there certainly are pockets of those that are affected, and then uh, it, what they end up getting are some of the ripple effects. So, you know, they weren't as directly affected, but um, because of what's happening in the market, they are suffering some secondary effects, and hopefully, um, you know, a lot of those banks are strong enough to withstand those. So you, you talk broadly about some of the results. What would you say are the, the top handful of business priorities for banks as expressed in your survey? Uh, what we had in the survey, really, you know, the top um, business drivers we sort of talked about was, you know, the economic climate and, 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 and what's happening there. Um, banks, you know, continue to be concerned with uh, competitive threats, um, both inside and, and outside of you know the so-called financial services industry, um, you know, l- looking at players like PayPal that are uh, coming up with alternative payment methods um, that, that, are, that are taking um, you know traditional payments revenues away from financial institutions. Um, some of the new you know so these direct banks, these high yield savings accounts that we're seeing more and more online. Uh, banks are continuing to be concerned with things like um, changing customer preferences and, and, and how consumers are moving more and more towards the internet um, and internet technologies and, and doing many more service transactions in the online channel than they are in some of the you know, offline channels. You know, we're seeing a flattening out of service transactions in the branch um, at the ATMs. And banks have to really start thinking about their, you know, their, their investment um, in their positions in some of the more traditional, higher cost channels. Um, basically, you know, they continue to look for revenue growth, operational efficiencies um, it is becoming extremely important. It's going to be, a, you know, a, 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 a very strong focus on customer satisfaction and customer retention because in this market, banks frankly can't afford to lose customers. And their competitors are going to be trying harder than ever to, to steal those customers away. So you know, we're, we're going to start to see a lot of um, price competition and, and a lot more messaging and, and marketing um, for, for banks trying to um, get new customers. And then certainly the whole area of information security and, and reducing um, fraud and financial crime is, 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 is going to be, continue to be top of mind as it has been over the past couple of years. Well, George, that's where I wanted to dig down a little bit with you and talk about some of the, the information security priorities. What do you see as sort of the top two or three things on the, the hit list there? Um, 
artificial security, it, it, it's it's uh, it's it's a whole bunch of things. I mean, you know, banks will continue down the path that that, that they've been on. Um, the area of, of fraud detection and, and moving into a more enterprise uh, fraud detection capability is going to be important, especially for the larger institutions. You know, we're, we're finding that much more uh, fi financial fraud happens in a multi-channel type of method, where a criminal won't simply um, get information and then try to commit fraud in a single channel, but they'll exploit the fact that banks work in silos and there's not a lot of communication between channels. So in other words, you know, they, they, they may uh, get some access about an individual that, that's been stolen uh, through the internet and then use that information to call the contact center and try to use a social engineering approach to get the contact center agent to divulge maybe a little bit more information that that individual may be able to use to go into a branch perhaps and withdraw funds. So criminals are really getting uh, you know, you know, very um, intelligent um, and, and inventive about how they go about trying to commit financial crime. So that that whole area of, of, of staying on top of you know the new attack vectors and um, what's happening and trying to share information across the enterprise and, and through the various channels so institutions are much better able uh, to detect and prevent financial crime I think is where we're going to continue to see uh, most of the focus. One last question for you, George. I mean, I've, I've gone through the, the report that you folks have sent out, and, and there's, there's great information there, but I wanted to ask you, what do you see as the main message to banking and security leaders? In other words, how should they act on the information they gain from your survey? Well, I, I think, you know, we, we talk about this word, you know, enterprise, um, and a lot of times when I hear the word enterprise, I kind of shudder because enterprise to me starts to mean something that's, you know, very, uh, you know, big, very unwieldy, something that takes a long time, something that's going to cost a lot of money and, and at the end of the day is, you know, going to get whoever recommended it, you know, in, in hot water because these types of projects always um, have a way of, of um, you, know, you know, running away and, and, and becoming, you know, over budget, over time and everything. So what we're looking at is the fact that, you know, we need to look at fraud prevention and security from more of an enterprise level, but we have to approach the building out of an ent enterprise capability for more, you know, for more bite-sized projects. So I think people in, in the fraud security compliance space uh, within an institution really have to start from an organizational standpoint um, uh, and, and look at governance and, and look at, you know, sort of the internal um, fraud, you know, financial crime uh, committee where individuals from different parts of the bank, from different lines of business, and, and, and from different um, aspects of the bank, you know, so whether it be you know, consumer, small business, uh, deposits, from the lending side, um, you know, people from the product lines, from the technology lines, from the security lines, um, come together and, and work as a council and a committee to, to start sharing information and start, under, start figuring out what the institution as a whole really needs to do, um, and then on an ongoing basis work together to implement the right uh, technologies and processes in order to make sure that we're starting to build out this enterprise view of fraud, and then start you know on a project by project basis to put elements of an enterprise um, 
fraud prevention system in place, and you know, we see some institutions starting off with just simply having a common case management system across the enterprise that, that's shared by all the different uh, fraud uh, prevention applications that are out there so that the case managers are working um, on the same application. They could share uh, cases and, and share information across the enterprise in a better way. And then perhaps um, after that, start building out the capabilities of maybe you know a single fraud application and gather information from other systems and other channels, maybe other fraud applications, um, and, and use that to get better insight um, you know, into what's happening. So, for example, if you you, know, you have a, a, a fraud um, detection system in the online environment that's just that's looking at online behaviors and online transactions to, to, to try to, to detect anomalies and areas of potential fraud, um, if the, the, the system knows that the individual that it's monitoring had tried to call, had called the call center five times the day before and ten times the day before that, that information may be pertinent um, it may be indicative of somebody that's, that's trying to commit some type of financial crime. So that additional information um, that could be used by the analytics engine becomes extremely important rather than only looking at what an individual is doing within you know, that individual um, silo channel or silo payment system. So you know, we could start in, in a, again, project-by-project project basis building that out and building towards this vision of you know, enterprise uh, fraud prevention. I know that's a, a extremely probably a longer answer than than you wanted, but um, yeah, that that sort of lays it out for you. Yeah, we've got big problems these days; they require long answers. Yeah, that's a very good point. Well, George, I'd ask you to speculate on next year's survey, but these days it's hard to uh, to even imagine what's going to happen on Monday. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, our, our you know strategic planning time horizons have shrunk from years down down to months, and you know this is certainly is a very uh, Strange time um, in the financial services space. So, you know, I think we're going to be working our way out of this hole, um, you know, for, for for some time to come. Well, George, I appreciate your time and your insights today, and I look forward to what the Tower Group brings us in the coming year. Sounds great. It was great, it was great talking to you. I've been talking with George Tubin, Senior Research Director with the Tower Group. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.